history celebrate you and me cheers to you badass raise your glass cause she fucking did that she fucking did that she fucking did that she fucking did that hello 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 everyone hello hello welcome welcome back to she fucking did that Layla, how are you doing today? Oh, well, let me tell you. It's been a fucking week, man. <laughs> For stuff I will not disclose at this point in time. But I feel a lot better. And now there's a car alarm going off outside my window. <laughs> we'll just wait for that to die down. Okay. Anyway, so this is episode 14. 14! Can you believe it? Yeah. No, I can't. That's... Seven times two. That's it's also two weeks of episodes. Two weeks of episodes. Straight. Boom. One a day. You got there two you weeks. There you go. It's like Binge Ferris it. Bueller. If you stick a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you will have a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. One of my favorite quotes. Yes. <laughs> the best. It's true, though. <laughs> it is true. Also, as you already heard, our we have to keep acknowledging our amazing, amazing theme song. Sung by yes. Martina Dreyer, composed by uh, Amanda Cattell and team. Thank you again so much for doing our lovely theme song. It's pretty badass. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. I would agree. It's pretty on brand. <laughs> I, I agree. Think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Layla, let's dive right in. Today yeah, Gia, tell is... us what we're doing. What we're doing is part two of our RBG celebration. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg overall badass the notorious rbg and last week layla gave us her bio like her you know birth to womb to tomb as Pretty people much. say but you know. <laughs> uh <laughs> from west side story that is our theatrical reference for the day um also fun fact did you know there was an opera written like that was based on like scalia and rbg it was like their like <laughs> friendship <laughs> No, but I need to see it immediately. I saw some clips. It was adorable. So as we all know, um, well, or if you don't know and you're here to learn, in the Supreme Court, there was Justice Antonin Scalia and Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, polar opposite people. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is known as the very progressive feminist icon of the Supreme Court. Justice Scalia was your go-to conservative dude. And you would think that they would not get along, but they were honestly best friends. Both mm -hmm. on and off the bench, in and out of the chamber, they were BFFs. And I think that's really cool. So yeah. Justice Scalia died in 2016, and of course we lost RBG only last month. Yeah. Very sad. But we are here to celebrate her and everything she did and watch that opera that is based off of their friendship and i'm very Seriously, excited about it where can we find that what is it called okay so it's actually called scalia slash ginsburg colon the opera oh that is all <laughs> composed Perfect. and written Classic. by Derek wang and i'm sure you could find clips on youtube yeah so definitely check it out very exciting so gia you're going to be talking about the cases that she argued and the cases that were brought before her on the Supreme Court, right? Yes, ma'am. That is it. Okay. So you all need to know, she worked on hundreds of cases. She argued over 300 gender discrimination cases before she was even a justice. So there is a lot of ground to cover. Of course, we can't cover it all in the next hour or less. We'll see. But um <laughs> I'm going to go over some of the things that really stood out to me, and I'm sure they will stand out to you, too. Yes. What, uh, do you have do a drink, it. Layla? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, I didn't name it this time because same reasons last time, but I'm just drinking a nice pink Zin. Not usually, Not usually my drink of choice, but I was like, I need something light and refreshing today. So that's what I'm drinking. What about, what about you? I am also drinking a wine, red wine, because I've really jonesing for red. I, I need yeah. red. It's, I, I need it. I need that wholesome like burn in my body. Yeah. There's usually like a whole month that I'm like only giving me red. Really? Which yeah. month is and that? And then I'm like, eh, 
like now. Perfect. <laughs> Happy October, everybody! This is our yes, first October Happy show. October. Yes. Okay. Hold on. We gotta we gotta pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Halloween, if our listeners know, is Layla's favorite part of the year, like ever. Oh, yes, it is. So you're going. <laughs> oh, that sounded so. <laughs> oh. Um, so how are you feeling since it's October? Pretty you cool. know, I. It's been great, although in Southern California, it doesn't really get cold until like the end of the month. So it's actually the hot, we're in the middle of one of the hotter weeks of the year. It's been like over 100 degrees this week. Ouch. <laughs> so That's horrible. I know it doesn't feel like fall. It doesn't feel like October, which is really sad because all I want to do is drink pumpkin spice lattes because at this time of year, I do turn into a white girl. So... <laughs> It, yeah, but I, you know, I still go out and I get my pumpkin spice lattes and then I sweat my ass off for the rest of the day. Exactly. It's, it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's how it's done. It's totally okay. Exactly. Yeah. Even in New York, it's, well, today is, a, it's October 3rd as we are filming this. It's, it's October, October 3rd. 3rd. Yes. <laughs> gruel. Happy Mean Girls Day, everybody. Yes. And, gruel. Yes. And, um, so fetch. Well, today so is fetch. a really, really nice, cool, crisp fall day, but it was really hot at the beginning of the week. What are you gonna do? That's but so we're not fetch. here to talk about the weather. No, we're here to talk about the notorious RBG. RBG, yes. Oh, okay. So there is again a lot of ground to cover, but I'm excited to talk about this. Um, and I, I do feel the too. need to say, uh, here's the thing. In high school, I was part of a history and law academy, and I loved it. So we had mm-hmm. constitutional law class, we had court procedures class. With um, with moot court, which is my favorite. Now, a lot of people out there probably did um, mock trial. I did mock trial as well, which is a blast. But I really, really love moot court. So imagine you're putting yourself in this awesome Supreme Court and you are either arguing or you're a justice. And it's a lot of fun. Um, now, I am I'm kind of rusty, of course, since being in high school from this I, when, last time I did moot court. Oh, gosh. It, uh, like seven years ago. So I'm going to try to be as, I know, I know, I feel very old, Um, as articulate and like as possible, but please bear with me. However, I'm excited. My sources, oh, I didn't say the name of my my thing. I'm organized as a person. This, (laughs) um, so my drink is called Back to the Chambers. Oh, okay. Yeah, because RBG, we all know she had colon cancer, she had pancreatic Mm -hmm. cancer, she broke her ribs, like her, her husband passed away. But no matter what, she always went back to the Supreme Court. And she was always yes. hearing cases and working. Um, mm-hmm. Even the day after her husband passed away, she was there. She went to work, mm-hmm. as Layla said last week. Even and if, during chemo treatments. Yep. She was Unbelievable. there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, back to the chambers. That was her MO, and that is the name of our drink. And that excited. is perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yay! My sources are oye.com, oye, oye, oh, as they yay. say in the Supreme Court, um, history.com, <laughs> Time Magazine, CNBC, New York Times. Yeah, perfect. And so now here's a cool thing. If you really want to hear Ruth's voice when she was arguing, go on oye.com. It's O-Y-E-Z. And you can hear everything like in real time. Mm-hmm. Like, And it was recorded. And so you would hear her arguments. You would hear the justices questions for her their counter arguments mm-hmm. trying to figure out exactly what they should do and it's wonderful hearing her voice from the 70s it's just mm-hmm. unreal so if you want that that is your go-to resource. and notice how she never yells never never Remember, unlike me i said that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and me yes. i yell a lot <laughs> it's it's fun. well because we well that, that she i think she taught us like it, you don't you can still be yes you can be notorious or stick under ground without mm-hmm. raising your voice. Yeah. Like, I brought that are... up last week. Yeah. It's true. The, yeah. The best way to argue is to just not yell. Right. It's <laughs> basically the gist say. of what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Even podcasting. Like, I, I don't have to project. Like, the mic is right in front of me. It's just <laughs> I have the headphones on. And I feel like uh-huh. I talk louder. But that's not how it is. I mean, that's just our families. We both, when we get excited and passionate we just yell yeah (laughs) i do it too (laughs) (laughs) but i'm learning to just like calm calm down you know talk just talk like this talk like npr like (laughs) story about santa claus today like (laughs) (laughs) 
or, or like sweaty balls in SNL. It's like, hi. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway. How are you? How are you? How's everyone doing? <laughs> oh it's my so God. Good. I think I would cry if I had to listen to myself while editing like that. This. Because yeah. it's like it's like ASMR and everything has to be really quiet. I don't think I could handle ASMR. <laughs> Me neither. It really it like hurts. It's really creepy, honestly. It's creepy. It it feels like nails on a chalkboard to me. Like I don't like it. It's not even sexy. It's just like No. I don't like the idea of somebody whispering in my ear. No. Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. I hate it. And like, you know how, so our immediate reaction, we get excited is to yell. Like for me, yeah. if, if I hear something so like creepy, I just want to punch whatever it is. Like I'm like, Same. get the fuck away from me. And Same. I hate it. I hate it. I'm like, so if you ever see us, everybody, that? do not whisper to us because. Please don't. Yeah. Don't do that guess who game because I will punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> fair warning it's just, it's just a pure reaction it's no one's fault yeah. but now you know so anyway yes <laughs> um linda greenhouse she was a contributing writer and former supreme court correspondent for the new york times had a lot to say about her um and she basically called everything she did um the rat like she had a radical project everything that she did was in order to really like just not to be radical, but it's what she did. She just wanted to stand up for what was right, whether right. It, with gender rights and gender discrimination. So she, mm -hmm. well, against, against gender discrimination. And I loved it. Um, mm -hmm. So she, just to also um, go over what Layla said last week, she was a general counsel, Ruth was, um, for, uh, for the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. She argued, argued over 300 gender discrimination cases, six before the Supreme Court of the United States, before she was a justice herself. She also co-founded the ACLU's Women's Rights Project. Amazing. She was yes. um, a U.S. Court um, of Appeals judge for 13 years, and then she was a Supreme Court justice for 27 years, appointed by President Clinton. And she authored over 200 opinions. Crazy. And of course, wow. um, she is most famous for her dissenting opinions, which mm -hmm. we will absolutely get into. But first, I want to get into some of the cases that she argued in the 70s. Pretty cool. cool. Um, Let's get into it. Yeah. And Linda said also, I feel like I need to point out, um, we talked last week how she picked her battles, and she absolutely did. But back in the day, people thought that she was like sweet talking the court and only picking battles that had to do with men just so it can kind of like you know help her out a little bit more because mm -hmm. she was trying to help men out with equality but that wasn't what she was doing she was seriously fighting to eliminate the difference between men's work and women's work mm -hmm. work is work and Absolutely. that's what she fought against, which yes what she fought for yeah which i love that um in just one of complete her cases, gender equality complete complete yeah. and the thing and yeah. so people say that that's like a progressive thing to do or a radical thing to do it's not you know it's common I, I, sense exactly thank you she's mm -hmm. a woman women have common sense if that's considered yes. liberal quote-unquote nowadays fine call it whatever yeah. the fuck you want but yeah. she said for equality if i can call me liberal larry <laughs> liberal larry <laughs> <laughs> this is the first l name oh my god my name starts with an l yeah <laughs> could have just used my name liberal layla <laughs> common sense layla wow it's like, when i say it's been a week that. it's been a week <laughs> i like liberal larry i think that works That's so you know, just call me larry from now on <laughs> okay hey larry i feel like a larry right now <laughs> what does larry feel like this i don't know this i love it it's like a good burger i was like hey can you can you like explain this to, it was like, hey I, I don't know hey man i don't know how to say this and then kel just goes like oh you just go this <laughs> and that's larry perfect, perfect. <laughs> anyway okay so ruth bader ginsburg common sense equality for all that's it yes and in one of her cases 
she even said i love this quote she said so like, women um were not to be on a pedestal but put in a cage and i thought that was interesting for one of the quotes that she mentioned yeah okay I like that. um yeah president carter carter <laughs> President Carter made her a federal judge in 1980. And believe it or not, she did side a lot with conservatives. Mm-hmm. I feel the need to okay. say that. Um, I didn't know that. So that's that's interesting to know. It's true. Um, and she, she hated hubris, which means mm-hmm. pride. That is a huge yeah. word with Kinda the law. <laughs> yeah she said um that hubris is a fit word for today's demolition um that had to do with the 2013 voting rights act case um mm. just a lot going on and this is also a great quote from her she said now this of course has a lot to do with um the current state of our country mm-hmm. in, in general um but she said the true symbol of the united states is not the bald eagle it is the pendulum and when the pendulum swings too far in one direction, it will go back. Mm. What do you think of that? I think that is very thoughtful and prolific and very kind of gives me hope for <laughs> the future <laughs> that it, it will swing yeah. back. <laughs> it, it does for me, too. I, I really mm-hmm. do believe that. So no matter how you're feeling right now, um, I know this week was also the presidential debate. Which mm-hmm. was whatever you guys decide how you think that debate went. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you're if you're ever feeling lost with like, with our country or honestly with anything in the world, if the pendulum swings too far in one direction, you'll be fine. It'll go back. Yeah. Who knows when? But it will. So it's a very good thought for life too. Yeah. The bad and times aren't always going to be bad. True. It's going to swing back eventually. It has to. It has to. It's the law of physics. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, Science, people. Science. (laughs) Science. Yes. Political science. Law. (laughs) It's everything. Poli sci. Poli sci. (laughs) Um, All right. So this is huge. Many of her cases hinged on the 14th Amendment, which is like the 14th Amendment's equal protection clause, which Mm -hmm. provides that people shall be equally protected under U.S. laws. Obviously, through a barrage of smaller cases, RBG chipped away at discriminatory laws. Now, in 1971, there was a case called Reed versus Reed. She wrote the plaintiff's brief for this. She did not argue it yet, but she will. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this is really cool to mention. This case, there was a guy named Richard or Skip Reed. Um, it was a child of two parents. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and <laughs> now his parents were separated his okay. mom sally wanted to like have the rights and like to take over skip's estate but the mm-hmm. husband got it instead um so okay. there was sally and cecil now again they were still married but they were separated mm-hmm. cecil's application was automatically approved because there was a statute in the state of idaho that stated that males must be preferred to females when there was more than one qualified person available to administer someone's estate. Mm. Fucked up, right? Yeah. This violated equal protection. And basically, so with Ginsburg's help with this case, they won unanimously nine to zero. That was great. So that was... Yeah. Yeah, huge. So again, chipping away, um, that was Mm -hmm. one of the cases that helped women gain more rights. Now again, most of Ruth's clients were men. Mm -hmm. We gotta gotta drill that in because I know they're out there on social media. It's it's mostly just like, yes, there's a women's rights. But she had more than that. She was about equal protection for all. So again, keep that in mind. Yeah. Just complete gender equality. Yes. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, and now in Reed versus Reed, this was the first time the court had ever applied the equal protection clause to a law that discriminated on the basis of gender. Cool. So again, mm-hmm. gender based gender based discrimination hurts men too. And she argued mm-hmm. this in her first case before the Supreme Court, which was Frontiero versus Richardson, nineteen seventy three. She 
Sharon Frontiero was a lieutenant in the United States Air Force, and she sought um, a dependence allowance for her husband. The reason why he needed to be listed as, as a dependent, I'm not sure, but either way, he needed the allowance. Okay. At the time, only wives were dependents. Husbands could only be a defendant. Uh, <laughs> Husbands could only be dependent if the wife uh, made more than one half of the support of the entire family unit. Mm-hmm. So there's a federal law um, requiring different qualification criteria for male and female military spousal dependency. So this is shifting. So this went from estate work, like just like personal family estate, to military family dependency. Okay. So she... So two separate things. But it's all she's like she tries to hit every single mark you could possibly have. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this unconstitutionally discriminated against women, thereby violating the Fifth Amendment's due process clause. Pretty cool. So the question was mm-hmm. like, does this violate like this clause? And the answer was yes. And she won in an eight to one vote. Wow. Not too yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty cool. I love it. So now here's here's the thing. So let's go back to the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment, 1868, ratified in 1868, mm-hmm. was mostly for, for newly freed slaves. It was for yeah. blacks. Now she's just like, hold on. So if this was for racial discrimination, why can't this also be used for gender discrimination? Right. She asked during her or- oral argument, why did the framers of the 14th Amendment regard racial discrimination as odious meaning unacceptable mm-hmm. or disgusting um mm-hmm. because a person's skin color bears no necessary relationship to ability similarly mm-hmm. a person's sex bears no nece- necessary relationship to ability same thing right so she was like the first one to be like yo equal protection race and gender Boom. yeah it all yeah. goes hand in hand like just equality all around Exactly. All around. So, so far, we have Reed versus Reed, which is about family estate. We have Frontiero mm-hmm. v. Richardson, which is about, like, military family matters. Mm-hmm. And then you also have three cases that were in favor of widowers and not just widows. Right. Pretty cool. So, those cases include Kahn versus Shevin, Weinberger versus Weisenfeld, so, Kahn mm-hmm. versus Jevin, 1974, Weinberger versus Weinstefeld, 1975, and Califano versus Goldfarb in 1976. Pretty cool. Um, okay. Let's talk about Weinberger v. Weisenfeld. Yes, what I do know you say? this one. <laughs> I like this one a lot. Um, yeah, this so one's good. So, Stephen Weisenfeld and Paula, so you got Stephen and Paula, were married in 1970. Paula was a teacher for five years. They got married. And she taught after they got married. Makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Paula was the breadwinner of the family. And yeah, social security. Was. Yeah, she was. She fucking did that. <laughs> Way to go, Paula. No. <laughs> so and Paula, um, so most of the social security for her family came out of her salary. Now mm-hmm. Paula died two years later in childbirth. Now Poor the Paula. baby survived, but Paula did not. Stephen was left with no money to raise the child. He applied mm-hmm. for Social Security for himself and his son. Mm-hmm. His son could receive Social Security, but Stephen could not. Sucks. Why is that? It was because basically, like any of like any like aid was only for mm-hmm. widows and not for widowers. Not so for men widowers. were expected right. to make enough money to provide yeah. They family. just pretty much assumed that men we're going to be the breadwinners all the time. Pretty much. Yeah. And that is not always the case. Mm -hmm. So Social Security Act provides benefits based on the earnings of a deceased husband and father that are available to both the children and the widow. The benefits for a deceased wife and mother, however, only available to the children. So, Mm -hmm. of course, this case got up to the Supreme Court and Stephen won eight to zero. Good. Yeah. Pretty cool. So there was one, um, one ju- I believe it might have been. The- there was one justice who did not participate in this case. Yeah, they. But he did win. Like they just. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. See that? Yeah, like that is great. 
Mm-hmm. Like that is the thing that she always fought for is just equality all around. All around. You know, it's not just like the unfairness that women encounter every day. It's like it's for everyone because she was like, why can't we all just get the same things that everyone else gets? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. And I feel like in today's time, I know a huge case or just a, a huge topic of discussion is paid parental leave and not just maternal mm-hmm. leave yes um yeah, yeah. like of, of course both yeah. the mother and the father should be able to get the same amount of time off oh with yeah the same money like raising a human baby is fucking hard exactly so i've and been if told. we keep complaining <laughs> about kids who are not developed properly or they're not properly socialized or yeah any problems with kids it's because you need both the mother and the father there so you can't yeah. make one stay or, or like have one only like offered to stay and the other one you can't yeah. it's complete bullshit no yeah you have to help have Plus, to raise our children yeah and then people and then there's the double standard where like the mom goes back to work and then all of a sudden she's a workaholic and it's like why aren't you home with the baby and it's exactly. like, well, I'm not going to get paid if I stay home with baby. And I can't, if I'm not getting paid, I can't take care of my baby. Like, it's, uh, anyways. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But, honestly, yeah. but, but men get a lot of shit for it, too. And that's not Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, now this is, so that's one very hot topic today. Mm-hmm. Another hot topic, which is always going to be, like, the, um, like, the main case when deciding um, if a justice is going to swing right or left, usually. Mm-hmm. But of course, being part of the judicial branch means that you don't swing right or left. It means that you swing yeah. with the side of the law. The law. Hello. Yes. Um, because but of course the you will ju- judicial know branch interprets the law. Exactly. That is Thank what we you. all learned in school. Yep. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> but of course, well, everyone always talks about Roe v. Wade. Yes. Which is the main abortion case. It's like the go-to case. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's kind of go back to what Roe v. Wade actually was. I feel like we can all yes. use a refresher on Please. it. Please. Yeah. I know I do. So Sure. So here are the facts of the case of Roe v. Wade. In 1970, Jane Roe, this is a fictional name, by the way, used in court documents to protect the plaintiff's identity. So... Jane Roe, Jane Doe, whoever you want to say, filed Mm -hmm. a lawsuit against Henry Wade, the district attorney of Dallas County, Texas, where Jane resided. Mm -hmm. And she challenged a Texas law making abortion illegal except by a doctor's orders to save a woman's life. Mm -hmm. In her lawsuit, Roe alleged that the state laws were unconstitutionally vague and abridged her right of personal privacy protected by the 1st, 4th, 5th, ninth, and 14th Amendments. Yes. Big. So again, this this case has a lot of moving parts to it, which we will mm-hmm. get into, but the main argument for this case brought to the court was about privacy. Right. So okay. keep that in mind. It's about privacy. Yes. So the main legal question is, does the Constitution recognize a woman's right to terminate her pregnancy by abortion? Okay. There is no clear answer because yeah. there are different parts of it. Now, mm-hmm. but there was a seven to two decision in favor of Roe. Okay. So she won. She yes. did. But of course, with different levels of um, mm-hmm. which are still argued today at our Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, so let's kind of dive into that. Um, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment protects against action the right of privacy, and mm-hmm. a woman's right to choose to have an abortion falls within that right to privacy. So she mm-hmm. won on that regard. Um, However, um, although the state has legitimate interest in protecting the health of pregnant women and the quote-unquote potentiality of human life, Mm. notice it says potentiality of human life. Not that Mm -hmm. it is automatically already a human life while Mm -hmm. a baby is growing in a woman's womb. Mm -hmm. Um, The relative weight of each of these interests varies over the course of the pregnancy, and the law must account for the variability. So that's like the Mm -hmm. classics, 
like statement. So it was okay. So should I be able to get an abortion like in the first trimester of my pregnancy? Like if I decide to get that, am I in the clear? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Second trimester, um, the state may impose regulations on abortion that are reasonably related to maternal health. And then basically in the third trimester, they're just like, eh, unless you're going to die, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's basically what it's saying. Okay. Now, even with the new with like the new woman who is considered to be the next justice to take rbg's place Mm -hmm. um she has certain views on it Mm -hmm. everyone has certain views on it um as far as like when a woman can get an abortion or not Mm -hmm. um but it's important to note that rbg wasn't even thinking about this case in that way originally and I think, and like she probably stuck, stood with that a lot. Her concern when this, when they were writing the opinions, when they were making the decision in general, wasn't mm-hmm. about the right to privacy. It was about the overall equal protection of the law. Like you can't right. do this. <laughs> she right. wished that a different case had legalized abortion instead of Roe v. Wade because of how mm-hmm. that case was argued in the right to privacy. Mm-hmm. Check this out. There was a case called Struck v. Secretary of Defense, which I love this case. (laughs) (laughs) So this was a case that was won during the same term that Roe v. Wade was decided. But this case kind of just got like put on the back burner in terms of Mm -hmm. like media attention, I guess. Um, At least, of course, with like now, no one knows this case. I didn't know Mm -hmm. this case. Um, Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, check this out. This is according to Time Magazine. Susan Strzok was an Air Force captain who got pregnant while serving in Vietnam. And she sued the Air Force after they said she would have to either get an abortion at the Mm -hmm. base hospital or leave the Air Force if she wanted to have the child. She told Mm -hmm. the Air Force that she didn't want to get an abortion. She wanted to use the vacation days that she had saved up to give birth and then put the baby up for adoption because mm-hmm. abortion violated her Roman Catholic faith. Right. Kind of cool. Okay. So this is like, of course, First Amendment religion. Like in this yeah. case, she did not want to get an abortion. But we also didn't want to leave her job. Why did she have yeah. to choose one or the other? Um, mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Now, this is, of course, with the pro-life argument. Um, it, it is a lot of Catholics. I'm Catholic myself. I have mm-hmm. certain views on this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I am pro-choice. But mm-hmm. I also will never want to tell anybody what to do. Like if, if you're right. Catholic and you want to have the kid, do whatever you want. It's your choice, right. basically. Right. And Ginsburg <laughs> That's was what Jewish. That's what choice means. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. who knows what she, like what her views were I got for her personally, but she knew yeah. that like she can't fucking tell people what to do. No. So as she explained in her approach, um, this that, that sex discrimination includes discrimination because of pregnancy. Basically. Mm-hmm. This is huge. So she said first that the applicable (laughs) the first that the applicable Air Force regulations, if you are pregnant, you are out unless you have an abortion, violated the equal protection principle for no man was ordered out of service because he had been the partner in a conception. No man was ordered out of service because he was about to become a father. So why should women be punished or have to leave their job? Exactly. Um, that's basically it. So, and I'm, this is pure quote from, mm-hmm. <laughs> from what she said. Um, next, then we said that the government is impeding without cause a woman's choice whether to bear or not to bear a child. Birth was Captain Strzok's personal choice and the interference with it was a violation mm-hmm. of her liberty, her freedom to choose guaranteed by the due process clause. Yes. That's basically Absolutely. It yeah. yeah. So just the fact that the Air Force was interfering with her decision. Right. Is unconstitutional. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you can't fucking tell people what to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you can't you can't essentially fire someone for being. Pregnant. Yeah. The same way you can't refuse to hire someone because you right. think she's going to get pregnant and. 
have to take off a yeah. few months or whatever. And that's, I don't know if you remember from my episode, but Ruth kind of like had that, she must have like had this in the back of her head when she was pregnant with her second child. Because remember I told you when she was working at Rutgers, mm-hmm. she like hid her pregnancy right. so that her male counterparts and like her male coworkers and bosses and stuff wouldn't know. Right. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's wild. Yeah. Ugh. But but it, it's a decision that people make for different things. It, 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 mm-hmm. Like she she chose to hide it. Right. And with Susan, she didn't want to hide it. So right. It's like it's it's a whole because it's her right. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah. Yeah. Your job you you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. Bleh can't talk your your job like should not be an ultimatum right to have a baby or do whatever if you know like it's right like men they they didn't have to leave their jobs if they were if their wife was about to have a baby yeah so why should women Mm -hmm. so if anyone is ever like even now i know this is happening if you feel like you are being discriminated against or like you can't have a baby or you don't want to have a baby because of your job or mm-hmm. any reason, you have you have to make a stand because you are being denied equal protection under the law. Yes. You are. Yeah. So. But, okay, yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, Roe v. Wade, of yes. course. And she continued to fight for the legalization of abortion um, on all counts, pretty much. Um mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's pretty much. kind of dicey. But of course she's on the side of women. However, mm-hmm. she's not afraid to be like, yeah, but hey, the way you argue this was not the right way to go about it. Right, um, right. So that, that's the main thing. Roe v. Wade is about privacy, but Ruth kind of took a broader approach and she's just like, yeah, but it's mostly about like, no one should, this shouldn't even be an argument in the first place because of mm-hmm. equal protection of the law. Like, yeah, you have exactly. your right to privacy, but that's kind of a different thing. So in Roe v. Wade, the privacy th- – explain, like, what that means, like, what they ruled, like, as yeah, far as so privacy goes. Yeah, so they ruled in favor of her privacy. Right, right. Um. However, they took it a step further, and they said that – but just just to make sure – if you're in your third trimester, we can still regulate you. Or even in your second mm-hmm. trimester, we can still tell you no. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically So basically, it was like, she, was it like, she, the privacy, like, she didn't have to give a reason for why she wanted the abortion in the first place? Is that what you mean by Pretty privacy? Pretty much. Okay. Well, well, in this case, so it was about like a doctor's orders like to save a woman's life like that was like mm-hmm. really the only reason to um like law like lawfully in texas that a woman could get an abortion right but if she wanted it in another way they gave her a half a half-assed answer basically mm-hmm. they were like you're right like you can do whatever you want but let's say you're like six weeks in we'll tell you no kind of yeah yeah and that's not it was like, a very vague. Okay. Yeah. And that's why it's still fought over today because mm-hmm. no one has a clear answer. Yeah. Well, that's how that's I just, see it, at least. Yeah. That's um, just a little fucked up. Well, because it, it, it was up. vague because of the quote in there that's the potentiality of human life. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I think we have pro-life versus pro-choice is because people think that it is a human being right. in there. Um, like, like, in a woman's body um, before yeah. it's born. So that's always the, yeah. the argument is like, is it yeah. an actual baby yet? Or is it not until right. the baby's actually born? So right, right, right. all that stuff, which is what I think yeah. like, but the government can't decide that. I mean, like, no. science, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's because people have different religious beliefs and all right. That, but, yeah. Uh, all right. So Roe v. Wade, 1973, that was really at the beginning, the foreshadowing of everything that Ruth was going to do. Um, the yes. cases, just to reiterate, the cases that I brought up to you before were the cases that she argued to like, before the Supreme Court in the 70s. Um, but now we're going to jump to when she actually was a Supreme Court justice yes. from the 90s Let's until do it. this year. Yay. And I'm excited because 
again, the Supreme Court is all about, as Layla said, interpreting the law. Mm-hmm. Going back to Ginsburg and Scalia, they were both beautiful writers, beautiful dissenters. I mm-hmm. love them both for their, like, just for the way I love their brains. I do. I don't yeah. agree with both of them all the time. Um, yeah. But I, and, no one does. No, like you can't. Like, you it's can't. kind of impossible. It is, but they were best friends, and like I, I love. I absolutely love reading their opinions, and mm-hmm. um, this very eloquent, beautiful opposite of how I am right now. <laughs> Thanks, wine. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, <laughs> um, but you need to know. So there is um certain terms that you use, like for scotus, not not saying scrotum. But I don't want to. I avoid saying. Sc- Scotus, because it sounds Scrota. like Scrotum. Yeah, and Ruth avoided saying sex, and she said gender instead, as we mm-hmm. said last week, because it's distracting. Are you guys distracted right now? Probably. Um, I'm always anyway. distracted by scrotums. Always. Like the Book of Mormon. <laughs> there are maggots in my scrotum. Uh, <laughs> oh, see, gosh. we're talking about vaginas, Roe versus Wade. We're talking about scrotums. It's, yeah. All it's all same. it's anatomy it's science guys get over it basis <laughs> of sex <laughs> anyway so you have originalists or like a way to interpret the constitution so they're like yes. all right if this is not written cut and dry in the constitution written in the 1700s then obviously <laughs> we can't do this <laughs> yeah so but that was generally like Scalia. Speaking, that was more Scalia's approach, Gen- generally speaking. Generally. Of course, okay. it depended on the hundreds yeah. of cases they would look at per semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Scalia was what you call an originalist, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was what they call a... L- <laughs> you want me to start over? Yeah. Okay. This is going great, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, my microphone fell out of nowhere, by the way. That was definitely Justice Scalia saying, like, you and I'm like no I love you Scalia I just told you anyway (laughs) um Scalia was an originalist and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was what you call a living constitutionalist where she felt the need to update the laws and and provide Mm -hmm. amendments when needed um Mm -hmm. also if you watch the movie on the basis of sketch on the basis of sex (laughs) (laughs) then um there was an iconic line pretty iconic it was when it came out a few years ago um that said the word woman is not written anywhere in the constitution and yeah. ruth's character That's right yeah and Ruth's character felicity jones said neither is freedom your honor and i was like oh, oh shit <laughs> isn't that like come on that's a great line that is so good. Yeah. So this goes to show now whether you are an originalist or not. Hey, I feel you either way. Um, n- not everything that has to do with anything Americans go through is plainly written in the Constitution. Right. So. I mean, it was written 300 years ago. Exactly. So, so of course, <laughs> we have an outstanding foundation. Of course. Yes. Um, yes. But there is more to be done and that's just it it is a foundation meant to be built upon yes that is what a foundation is exactly (laughs) yes blueprint done um now okay so ruth actually carried a pocket constitution with her in her handbag (gasps) i do the same thing everyone do oh yeah i I have one yeah all all the time it's old get one (laughs) there you could totally get one online oh my god affiliate link yes um, <laughs> everyone should have a pocket constitution. Know your rights. If you forget your rights, if you're drunk one night, keep it in your back pocket. Yes. And you can fight for yourself. Um, <laughs> so I love I love that. Um, but let's talk about some of the cases that she worked on. And Please. the landmark cases that she did. Um, a ready. huge one. Yay. 1976. You have landmark case United States versus Virginia, where she wrote the majority opinion. This is actually not a dissenting opinion. The majority opinion. Mm. Seven to one ruling. Basically, there was the Virginia Military Institute that was a male-only school 
male only institution and she was just like no this violates the 14th amendment's equal protection mm-hmm. clause women who want to go to this school should be able to and now yeah. they can yes they can yay so now you have women who can go to certain schools yep so women seeking a fit for a vmi virginia military institutes mm-hmm. um like so a vmi quality education cannot be offered anything less under the state's obligation to afford them genuinely equal protection gotcha so basically okay. like you can't not admit people based on right. their sex mm-hmm. yeah but there are still schools out there that are mm-hmm. i believe all women all women but yeah. all men yeah basically now um of course when it comes to military um i know like of course as time goes on there's always the question of whether you know gays should be in the military or now mm-hmm. it's, it's um like any transgender people any other people and the mm-hmm. lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. um that is of course i'm sure there are going to be more cases presented before the court um mm-hmm. but this was a 1996 case which was 24 years ago a lot has happened since then so who knows what will be happening what are other cases? Here we what go. <laughs> um, what did she do? <laughs> she fought for environmental rights. She fought against yes. excessive fines for state mm-hmm. and local governments. That's pretty badass. Okay, so yeah. because a lot, I know when a lot of people think of of democratic views or liberal views, like they, um, as far as like taxes go, of course not mm-hmm. fines, but taxes. Like they're just like, yeah, like tax everybody. Woo. Like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, but like, like if, if, if you are conservative, like you think that you think that like Democrats should like tax you up the ass. And, yeah. um, but RBG as a liberal, she was just like, what the fuck? No, like stop with all of this. Like, taxing people like this yeah. um <laughs> so i love that about her <laughs> yeah um, yeah thank there was, you rbg yes so she fought Jesus, for that. we have too many taxes already too many taxes <laughs> she also fought um against assholes um during the um like anything that has to do with the sec the security and exchange commission um mm-hmm. basically there were people who were like it was like insider trading like they already had information about certain stocks and profits mm-hmm. um for their own gain and you cannot do that that is a breach martha of- stewart <laughs> uh, uh, we still love her though um she we did her do. time she's fine she, she, she made a mistake but i love okay. her <laughs> um but it's the breach of fiduciary duty um to the mm-hmm. source of information so you can be found guilty of violating sec rules that was mm-hmm. a 1997 case united states versus o'hagan okay deal so you can't personally profit off of things you can't misappropriate funds blah 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 <laughs> so that was you know just a good drive that one home please yeah. just don't be a financial prick um yeah <laughs> she also <laughs> fought for the rights of citizens with disabilities um in 1999 yay, yay. Olmstead versus LC decision in which he said states under the Americans for Disabilities Act quote are required to place persons with mental disabilities in community settings rather than institutions good yeah so there was this man who was taking care of two women who um who were institutionalized and, and he's just like, what the fuck? No, like yeah. there, ha- and it was mostly just because of money. Um, mm-hmm. So basically she said like, there have to be, like if they get approved for um, a certain like level of care, I guess, um, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible, but basically if you meet a certain requirement, there have to be resources for you where these, these people can go. Um, Mm -hmm. so she was basically, um, fighting against discrimination of people with disabilities. Right. Yeah. And I even saw, um, AOC was in DC and yes. Yeah. You shared that video. Yeah, I did. Can you talk about the video? (laughs) Yeah. So AOC, my home girl, AOC, love her. (laughs) She, uh, she was in DC. She was voting and she, went outside it's night it's 
drizzling out. It's cold. She sees all these people outside of the Capitol protesting. So she goes over to see what they're protesting, and they're protesting against basically that, like, um, community over institutions. Like, there, it was a bunch of people with disabilities. There were, you know, people in wheelchairs. And they just wanted to be able to own their own houses and raise their families in their houses instead of just being thrown away and put in these institutions. And she took the time to hear them out and she she posted them all, this video for the whole world to see. And she was like, and the questions that they had for her, she was like, you know, I don't know it right now, but I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to dig this up and I'm going to look at this for you. And yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, so even today, like that's what, um, people are still, uh, you know, struggling and fighting for that. And there's still people out there protesting for that. So you guys should take a look at that. Yep. Definitely. I love that community over institution. Mm-hmm. Yes. Woo. Thanks AOC. Love that's it. pretty cool. Love it. Yeah, and like the guy, one like the the first guy that was featured in that video, like he came Mm -hmm. from from Philly, right? Yeah, yeah, from Mm -hmm. Philly to DC, like to fight. And thank God that someone from the government came over to actually listen to them. I know. Yeah, because like who? Yeah, who does that? And yeah, they're outside. They they're in wheelchairs. They're wearing ponchos. It's raining, and they're there holding their signs, and just hoping that somebody hears them. Exactly. We did. Heard him. So hopefully, hopefully we get to hear uh, that at some point. Hopefully they start fighting for that at some point at the Capitol. I hope so too. Yes. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's yes. an election year. To quote the West Wing, everyone is stupid in election year. <laughs> <laughs> if that ain't the truth, <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, but continuing she also yes. again so with environmental services she was fighting against like you know she was making sure that anything like to prevent pollution was also like legal like duh like mm-hmm. do whatever you gotta fucking do yeah. and i love that pretty cool yes this is cool I- um i love this this was last year um this was like when she was dealing with her lung surgery yeah she wrote um, in regards to the, the Tims v. Indiana case that the Eighth Amendment's ban on, this is a fines one, um, ban on excessive fines applies to state and local governments, not just the federal government. Basically, okay. um, there was the confiscation of a $42,000 Land Rover from an Indiana man who pleaded mm-hmm. guilty to selling $225 of heroin to undercover police officers. Now, of course, that's wild heroin. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but you Come have on. 42 grand versus yeah. 225 bucks. Right. Big fucking difference here. That, so, yeah. So Ginsburg wrote, um, for good reason, the protection against excessive fines has been a constant shield throughout Anglo-American history. Exorbitant tolls undermine other constitutional liberties, she wrote in this 9-0 unanimous ruling. Excessive mm-hmm. fines can be used, for example, to reality... Well, actually, you know what? I'll stop there. That's too much. But basically, she was just <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. Yay! Okay, now... Wow. Last section, friends. Oh, she fucking did that. Um, her dissents. Um, there were, there are other things though. I have to mention to backtrack to the seventies to really wrap up the whole legality genius mm-hmm. of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, I know everyone's talking about this and seeing it on Instagram. How women really could not get a house or a bank account without Ruth. And that's very true. She Mm -hmm. helped pave the way for the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, which passed in 1974. So that's huge. Of course, back in the day, that was a revolutionary thing. But I think looking back on it now, when it seems like a no-brainer, that's Mm -hmm. a really big fucking deal. So 
So we now can, women yeah. are able able to buy houses and open bank accounts without a male co-signer. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Get that mortgage, ladies. Oh, that's yeah. The, that's the sexiest thing in the world to us. They want uh-huh. a mortgage. Uh, pay that mortgage off for the next 30 years. Exactly. Go it's for like, it. It's like WAP song. Like, pay, it's like, pay my tuition just to kiss me on this way. <laughs> but, Seriously, pay my though? Pay my tuition. Just to kiss me on this way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, pretty so cool. Good. So that's amazing. Um, there was um, another huge abortion case, um, which was Gonzalez versus Carhartt. Check that one out. That one is a lot for us to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, she was saying like, yo, she felt that the court was being kind of hostile toward the other mm-hmm. cases back in the day. Now, of course, mm-hmm. this was in 2007 was when the official announcement was made um okay and that was when the court was getting a lot more conservative i would think Mm -hmm. so she's just like yo guys go back look at the other cases why are you doing this and um there was that so that's another huge case to look at continuing she (laughs) so that's the whole other thing she again argued to protect pregnant women in the workplace she Mm -hmm. even argued for women to serve on juries that also seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was but, very surprised at mm-hmm. this at this one. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there were, but I'm sure it depended on the mm-hmm. state and everything. Um, there was a case in 1979, Durin v. Missouri. Jury duty was optional for women in several states because it was viewed to be a burden for women whose role was seen as, quote-unquote, center of home and family life. There is a huge, mm. quote, from Ruth Bader Ginsburg that everyone knows but now I know where it's actually from she Mm -hmm. said women belong in all places where decisions are being made it shouldn't be that women are the exception fuck yeah they do fuck yeah so that is because women should be on the fucking jury pretty cool jury duty guys ladies whoever you are if you (laughs) get summoned you should go I can't wait to be on jury duty I know I want to get a really cool case. Same. <laughs> I want to be like a new girl when she's gone forever. You want to be sequestered? I want to be sequestered. That'd be so fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get like a parking ticket case. I want like a, I want like a definitely want like a murder or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, oh my God, like the decisions in our hands. What? Um, but it's fun. I can't wait. Of course, she was a key vote in granting same-sex marriage. Fucking mm-hmm. huge. 2015. Come on. Um, well, even, like, of course, 2013 with the marriage act. Love it. Yeah. That's her thing. And, yeah, that's that's Ruth. She is the queen of it all. She didn't yes. miss a beat. Queen she, of she equality. Beat, yep. Queen of equality. Yeah. That's her. We said that, too. That, yeah, she doesn't give a shit. She's nope. just going to say her opinion and tell everyone why she thinks that that they should consider it, but without yelling. Important. Without yelling. Yes. Oh, I love her. That's Ruth. Just respectfully disagreeing. Actually, get this. This is really funny. There, it's so funny you mentioned that. I can't think of what the case was now, but... Everyone had a different point of view on Mm -hmm. this one case. And she had her own views on something. And Mm -hmm. two of the justices were like, we respectfully dissent. Like, we respectfully dissent. And then she just said, I dissent. Mic drop. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, oh, she didn't even. Yeah. No, she did not care. Did not even respect. Yeah. See, that's that was Ruth. Yeah, oh, but God, she didn't. She wasn't. She just said, "I dissent." Like, like she, yeah, amazing. She took out the adverb. That's all. Yeah, that's technically that's all she did. We know what it meant. Yeah, but no one can give her shit for it because she right. Didn't know. That's. I mean, that's all you have to say. I dissent. I dissent. She fucking yeah. dissented. Back to the yes. chambers, bringing the she dancing fucking- lobsters, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was Ruth. That's how she ran her courtroom. That's Ruth. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Layla, for letting me talk your head off for an hour. And thank you oh, for I listening. Oh, I love this stuff, though. I love it. Layla's going to go to law school. 
I wanted to for a while. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those were the days. And then I said, I don't want to do paperwork my entire <laughs> life. Wazowski, you didn't file your paperwork, paperwork. <laughs> That was a terrible impression. I like to like get totally different octave. It's fine. It's fine. We got but where yeah. we were going with it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so raise a glass. Yes. Victorious RBG. The woman of forever. Thank you. Thank you for everything you you did for us. Thank you. Notorious RBG. And we will see you all, hear you all, talk to you all, something, next week. Yes. Where we'll be back on our bullshit. Back on our bullshit. Our good bullshit, though. Back with um, continuing our suffragist saga. Layla's going to have a kick-ass woman for us. Uh Uh-huh. So excited. Thank you Maybe to... Maybe literally. Maybe literally. I'll, get, I'll get a fighter chick. A fighter chick? Literally kick your ass. Let's do it! <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love that. <laughs> um, thank you to Anchor for, you know, technically our sponsor, Anchor. Thank you for being <laughs> our anchor. We seriously would not be here without you. Thank you for housing our humble little show. Thank you. Actually, you know what? No, fuck that. We don't say humble little show. We're she fucking did that. We're a fucking yeah, show. We fu- we're fucking um, doing this. Yeah. I'm fucking doing it. Uh, yeah, thank We're you everyone for listening. Here. Exactly. <laughs> Please uh, follow us on Instagram. We are at SFDT Podcast, also on Facebook as well. Um, send us, please, either on Instagram, DM us, slide on our DMs. We don't care. We don't find that creepy. Um, no. Or email us at SFDTPodcast at gmail.com with stories of badass women in your life who you love and they made a yes. big impact on you. Yes. Please, we want to know all about the baddies of the world. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, so, and of course, as we all know, this week too, just for us documenting history, again, it was a presidential debate this week between incumbent President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And President Trump is in the hospital right now. Um, yes, he he was tested positive for coronavirus, and now he's quarantining in the hospital we don't know too much yet but we'll keep you updated and tell you next week what else is happening stay tuned stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone we will talk at you next week okay bye bye